Chapter 2. Talking During a Fire Drill I pulled up my knee socks for what must have been the tenth time today and hurried after the other kids, moving like cockroaches when someone turns the light on. I caught up to Wingnut, who was practicing a skill every Catholic school kid learns, that of communicating in a ventriloquist's voice. Did sister see your note? No, but it was a close call. I knocked over the inkwell and the notebook is soaked in ink. The message is obliterated. Thank you, St. Basilius, I prayed. St. Basilius, as I have mentioned, takes care of mimes who communicate through body language, gestures, and facial expressions. Even though the students here at St. B.S.'s don't take a vow of silence, the results of the discipline our teachers impose is that it helps you to be a mime if you want to get a message across to your friends. Perhaps you'd like a little background? The school at St. B.S. was housed in the oldest building on the island of St. Frederick, or Fred, as we affectionately call our plot of earth surrounded by water. Legend has it that this building was erected pre-American Revolution by the pirate John Buckley. One would think that a pirate would be footloose and not anchored to one place. Not Bucko, as he was known. According to the legend, he had free run of the coast here. You need to understand that Fred is still isolated. It's a 45-minute ferry ride to get to the main island that is connected to the mainland by a bridge. Back in the 18th century, a 45-minute ferry ride of today would take hours. The island is smothered in fog five days out of seven. The currents are tricky, too. Many a kayaker or canoer, even small power boats, are rescued by the Coast Guard or one of our plucky boatmen every year. Getting back to the school building, it was authentically dated at 1770. It's old. Several attempts have been made over the years to reconstruct, modernize, and otherwise improve the place. It has its charm, and of course, its nooks and crannies give rise to all manner of ghost stories and pirate plots, kidnapped damsels, and unexplained disappearances. How am I doing so far with the St. B.S.'s history? There was a tale about one of the sisters disappearing in 1843. It was even in the newspaper. The staff here at the school never talk about it, but my mom and I looked it up in the library on the main island. The nun was later found. She had run off with one of the fishermen. No wonder why her story was one of those best kept secrets. By the way, the main island is called Main Island. I wonder whose amazing imagination came up with that one. But as we left our classroom, the corridor in front of us, shining like a newly groomed ice rink, led us to the massive front door. If I closed my eyes, I could see the door creak open and Buckley's men dragging loot across a drawbridge into their castle lair. The shiny floor reflected the stained glass that decorated the high windows above the classroom doors. The smell of floor wax scented the air along with beeswax candles and incense drifting from the chapel. 
Saints and the Virgin occupy little alcoves from one end of the hall to the other. The all-clear gong echoed from the main office, and we headed back to class. What's the plan? We'll have to pass it along the usual route to get everyone on board, Wingnut said, not a muscle of his mouth moving. I thought about this. The usual route required some messages secreted behind the poor box in chapel, under the statues of the Virgin and Saints, and in the blackboard erasers, which had to be clapped outdoors to remove the chalk dust. Sister Joanne never seemed to notice the increase in piety or the fervor to do a good deed. Or maybe she was on to us and hadn't figured out exactly what it was she was on to. Forget it. I haven't gotten my plan together yet, and we meet on Friday anyway. Leave it at that. Best not to create any more suspicion at this point, I thought. We are going to get to the bottom of this. Wingnut seemed to shrink by two sizes like a deflated balloon at this turn of events. Hey, call me tonight. Help me with the plan, okay? I offered. Wingnut reinflated, and we did a thumbs up. We rushed to catch the rest of the class melting into the crowd. Wingnut, who deserves his nickname, was snorting, shoulders jerking like he was having some sort of fit. What's up with you, Wingy? I said. You look like you've got a spider in your shirt. I just remembered a story my dad told me. He poked me hard. Uh Uh-oh. Sister Superior was staring at us with that death ray look. I'm not kidding. You could see the yellow light streaking from her eyes. That promised dire consequences if you continued down the road you'd just chosen. Foolishly, of course. Tell you later, Wingnut whispered. There is no talking before or after a fire drill. Yes, Sister Superior, we chorused and scurried off, hoping to escape any remedy she had for breaking fire drill rules. A quick glance over my shoulder revealed Sister Joanne and Sister Superior frowning and pointing to us. Sister Joanne and Mother Superior, no one knew her real name, belonged to an order of nuns that chose to keep their original habits. I guess they figured that the habits weren't bad habits. (laughs) My sense of humor comes from living on this island. The long, black, old-fashioned dress was equipped with large rosary beads. A broad, white collar adorned the neckline of the dress. It made me think of Puritans or pilgrims. The whole effect was topped off with a bonnet that made the two sisters look like Little Miss Muffet. The habit definitely set the nuns apart. Sister Superior was very tall with a long, narrow face. She always appeared stern, girding herself for the next crusade. Sister Joanne was small and round-faced and pretty. She was the more approachable of the two, unless, of course, you crossed her. But with their heads together, speaking in whispers while eyeing Wingnut and me, I felt my stomach cramp, 
remembering their advice to forgive and forget. It fell on deaf ears. That was not our plan. I think they suspected something, so we would have to be careful. Wingnut and I exchanged a final knowing look and I headed back to clean up the ink, all the while trying to push my anger down so I could think clearly and plan our moves. I wasn't about to forgive and forget. Pray for the soul who did the evil deed and neither were my friends. We were going to find out who stole the money we raised to buy toys for needy kids and get that money back. <laughs>